0: Yesterday, I stopped by my local pharmacy in Brooklyn. I was looking for one of the most coveted items in America right now. Yeah, do you have at-home COVID tests? An at-home COVID test.
1: All out.
2: I'm sorry.
0: You're all out. Have they been hard to get?
1: Yes, very. Like that's why we got it, and then it's been a week trying to get some more. Still.
0: The woman at the counter gave me the bad news. They didn't have any. And her manager, Vivek Joshi, explained that it had been this way for weeks. How long have you been out? Uh, Almost, uh, it was uh, before Christmas? 24th. 24th, yeah. The 24th. Vivek told me that wholesalers have offered to sell him more tests, but with all the demand, the price is going up. Well, I do have wholesalers selling me, but the problem is that the price what I used to sell at, they're selling it much more higher than the price I used to sell it at. Really? So we decided not to go with that. People are going to think we are uh, price gouging, so I don't want to get involved there. uh, How often do customers come in asking for them? Uh It was very busy. You know, all the phone calls. All of a sudden, you're, you're being hit by Omicron. And every third or fourth person you know probably is positive. So that kind of created panic. It's not just in Brooklyn. Depending on where you are in the U.S., the supply of over-the-counter COVID tests has been scarce for weeks. Our colleague Brianna Abbott says that she was recently in a Walgreens in New Hampshire that was limiting customers to four boxes each.
2: And everybody in the checkout line had four boxes of tests. So people are really just sort of snapping them up like when they happen to see them.
0: And as you were standing in that line looking at everybody with their ration of four boxes, were you thinking to yourself like, it didn't have to be this way?
2: I was thinking that it could have been a lot better than this. There were definitely choices that we could have made as a country that would have taken us down a different path.
0: Welcome to The Journal, our show about money, business, and power. I'm Ryan Knudsen. It's Thursday, January 6th. Coming up on the show, why at-home tests are so hard to find. Brianna Abbott's been writing about COVID testing for almost two years now. Brianna Abbott, like of Abbott Labs, the company that makes the COVID tests?
2: (laughs) No, but I do get that question quite a bit.
0: She says that while at-home tests are in high demand now, that wasn't always the case. At-home tests first became widely available in the spring of 2021.
2: And the interesting thing is that when they first got on shelves, people really weren't that interested.
0: Partly, it was just bad timing. —
2: Because that was also the time that the vaccines started to roll out, and that was really the focus of people and public health experts. —
0: Last spring, the big push was to get people vaccinated. And as they did, and as cases started to drop, there wasn't much demand for at-home testing. — I imagine cost must have also played a factor in this, because a box of two tests is like 25 bucks, which is not cheap.
2: No, it's definitely not, especially when the government really did focus on making sure that PCR tests in most situations were free. So you could get your nose swab for a PCR test that was more accurate for free, or you could pay $25 for a box of rapid tests.
0: Another thing that slowed demand was that in the early days of the pandemic, some public health experts were skeptical that at-home tests would even be useful. They had concerns about how accurate they were, and they also worried about data collection. When you take an at-home test and don't report the results, health officials can't track where the virus is spreading. So these tests are finally available, but nobody wants to buy them. So how did manufacturers, the companies that make these tests, how did they respond to that lack of demand?
2: So Abbott Laboratories, which, once again, no relation, so (laughs) Abbott Laboratories at the time was and still is sort of the largest testing manufacturer in the U.S. They actually, you know, cut back on their production and they closed a factory and laid folks off because they were really just responding sort of to the market demand at the time. So then when demand increased during the Delta wave, we were sort of starting from behind.
0: As Delta sent COVID cases soaring last summer, more public health experts started to emphasize the advantages of these kinds of tests because it turned out that the tests actually were pretty accurate for people with lots of virus in their system. And they were fast. You
2: know, the results are there in 15 minutes instead of hours or even days. And you can do it from anywhere. Like, you can do it from home. You don't have to go to a testing site and wait in line. Like, you can just have one ready to go and get a quick, actionable results. More public health officials were encouraging people to use them in a mm-hmm. way that they weren't before. So the Delta wave is really when you started to see the demand increase. And it's when you first started to sort of see those shortages.
0: One person who was dealing with that testing shortage last summer was Zachariah Retano. Do you go by Zach or Zachariah?
1: You can call me Zach or Zachariah. Everyone usually calls me Z because when I hear Zachariah, all I hear is my loving Jewish mother yelling at me from across (laughs) the house.
0: Zach is the co-founder and CEO of a company called Roe, formerly Roman. These days, it's an online pharmacy and telehealth provider, but it's best known for the business it started with, selling meds for things like hair loss and erectile dysfunction.
1: Here's the thing. 52% of guys experience erectile dysfunction, but 0% like talking about it. That's why we built Roman.
0: But during the pandemic, as the Delta variant took off, Zach says that Roe was seeing demand for a very different kind of product, at-home COVID tests. Were you actually hearing from your customers that they wanted to buy tests from you before you started selling them? Constantly. E- were they emailing you? Like emailing us, asking DMing you on Twitter? Asking, uh, sometimes.
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, emailing our care team, asking our doctors and nurses when they would communicate with them. We have a pharmacy that serves over a thousand generic medications for about $5. They would ask pharmacists on the phone and via email hmm. Hey, I'm getting my diabetes medication. Do you also have COVID tests? Because my pharmacy is, is out.
0: Rose customers were having trouble finding tests, and so was Zach. One reason for that was that there just weren't that many companies making the tests. And that's partly because of what the Food and Drug Administration decided early on about how it was going to authorize at-home COVID tests. Here's Brianna. —
2: The FDA authorization process for at-home tests in the U.S was a bit stricter than it was overseas in places like the European Union. In the US, manufacturers had to run clinical trials and show that the test would work with average folks taking the samples themselves, and the process was a bit more intricate. And so as a result, in places like the UK and Germany, you saw a lot of other different testing options on the market, which sort of helped with supply and and cost.
0: And what did the FDA say about the way it approached approving these at-home tests?
2: They say that their job is to regulate the quality of the tests, and they don't want tests of poor quality coming onto the market and getting through. Their job is to make sure that the tests that get to the market are quality tests.
0: The FDA's more stringent standards meant that many companies didn't get their tests authorized, or they had to reapply.
1: So we actually partnered with a few companies as they applied for their EUA that was just never approved. EUAs? Emergency use authorizations. Okay. There are a lot of manufacturers who have applied for these tests, and they're just sitting there waiting.
0: And even when Zach did find a company with an FDA-authorized test, they often didn't have any in stock. What were they telling you when you would reach out to them? Completely
1: sold out. We would sometimes purchase tests— And then we'd actually have the purchase order canceled because they might be needed by the government or public health officials. And obviously that should take precedence Mm -hmm. and did, but it was touch and go for a wide variety of partners.
0: What were you feeling in those moments?
1: Frustrated, very, very frustrated. And on behalf of our patients, it was something that they were asking for that we couldn't deliver on until now. And that's very, very frustrating when someone's asking Mm -hmm. you for something and you want to be able to help them and can't.
0: Eventually, Roe did land a supply of tests. By November, the company was selling a box of two for 30 bucks, just in time for the Omicron variant. And just in time for the testing shortage to get really bad. That's after the break. Courage. I learned it from my adoptive mom.
2: Hold my hand. You hold my hand. Yay!
0: Learn about adopting a team from foster care at adoptuskids.org. You can't imagine the reward. Brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. There were shortages of at-home COVID tests before Omicron, but Brianna says that the new variant took those shortages to a whole new level.
2: Across the country, long lines for testing and a shortage of at-home tests. They
0: are the most sought-after items this holiday season, and they can be very difficult to find.
2: As we approach Christmas, more people are trying to find COVID testing options.
0: The latest shortage has been happening for a few reasons.
2: With Omicron, you saw really what has been described as sort of a perfect storm of testing demand in between really skyrocketing cases for the holidays people want to gather and get together they want to use rapid tests for that purpose and you know you see the CDC endorse a system called test to stay which sort of encourages rapid antigen testing to keep kids in school instead of quarantining them if they're close contact mm. so all of a sudden like everybody is after these
0: tests And some of those people were finding them on Zach Rotano's website, Roe.
1: Unfortunately, we saw incredible demand. And the reason I say unfortunate is because, you know, you never like to see such massive demand driven by such a national shortage of tests, right? So I think for us, we've just been really grateful that we've been able to deliver for our patients in this time of need. We very quickly sold throughout every single state in the country and have distributed now tests to all 10 national distribution centers. Uh And all 10 are constantly fulfilling, in addition to the other treatments that we offer,
0: they're fulfilling COVID tests as well. How did you decide how much to sell the at-home tests for?
1: So we are offering the tests at the manufacturer recommended price. We actually don't make any profit when someone buys a single test. You don't make any profit when, when you sell a test? So if someone purchases one box and it's included in two-day shipping, which is automatically improved, we actually lose money. And then if someone purchases two boxes, we're close to break even. So it really just depends. Mm-hmm. But with shipping, labor, pickpacking, and shipping, we don't make very much profit on this process.
0: So far, Zach has been able to continue selling tests, but a lot of stores are sold out. And places that do have them tend to charge a lot, around 25 bucks a box. The US's struggles with at-home testing haven't been replicated everywhere.
2: In a lot of European countries, you saw a starkly different approach than what the US took.
0: Since early last year, some countries, the UK and Germany in particular, made decisions that have helped them avoid some of the shortages and high prices we've seen in the States. The fact that the EU, for example, was less stringent about approving tests helped bring more tests to the market, creating competition and lower prices. And some governments also purchased at-home tests in bulk. —
2: In a lot of other countries, what you did really see is the governments step up and be more aggressive in their procurement and distribution of tests, even as vaccines were rolling out. And they sort of created that demand. —
0: When at-home tests came onto the market in the U.S. last spring, lackluster demand meant that the leading test manufacturer, Abbott, scaled down production. But other countries, by buying in bulk, created demand, which gave manufacturers the incentive to keep the supply of tests coming.
2: In the UK, for example, they bulk-ordered tests from companies and then sent them out to people for free upon request. And then you saw places like Germany either require a vaccine or a negative test to get into places like restaurants. So you saw other countries sort of purchase them in bulk much more aggressively, distribute them to people, and also sort of educate them on how they work and sort of incorporated them more so into their overall response. —
0: The White House has said that the rapid spread of Omicron has caused testing shortages around the world, and that testing has always been a priority for the Biden administration. So what's being done now to try to increase the supply of tests?
2: There were sort of two waves of action that happened. So after the Delta-related shortages, you saw the Biden administration commit $3 billion to ramp up production. You saw them strike a deal with places like Kroger and Walmart to sell the tests at cost for 3 months and so the price went from like 23.99 to 14.99 and that actually ran out at the end of December so now you've seen places like Walmart and Kroger increase the price for some of their tests and then sort of with Omicron The Biden administration said that on January 15th, they would release guidance that would have insurers reimburse people for the cost of over-the-counter tests. And they also said that they were purchasing and distributing 500 million at-home tests starting in January.
0: What about the FDA? Are, Are they taking any steps to make more tests available?
2: So starting in October, the FDA partnered with the National Institutes of Health and sort of other federal officials. And what they're doing now is they are identifying manufacturers that can make a lot of high-quality tests, encouraging them to apply, sort of helping them compile data to submit for FDA review in order to speed up that that process and make it simpler.
0: Just in the last few weeks, two more large manufacturers got FDA authorization for their tests. The hope is that more will follow. Is there a lesson for governments and public health officials in this whole test shortage that we've been experiencing?
2: Some public health experts would say that the lesson is that in times of a public health crisis... You don't necessarily want to rely on market forces to dictate something that is a public health tool. In the US, we've relied on market forces to largely dictate the supply and the cost of these tests. And we, we followed the demand instead of getting ahead of it. And then you see the consequences of that when the situation changes and people change their mind.
0: That's all for today, Thursday, January 6th. The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and the Wall Street Journal. If you like the show, follow us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. We're out every weekday afternoon. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.